So Josh Taylor takes home the Muhammad Ali trophy. He wins the final of the World Boxing Super Series at 140 pounds and also becomes a unified champion, defeating the previously unbeaten Regis Progre on a 12-round majority decision. Now, already I'm seeing a lot of people calling this decision a robbery. Any of you who have been subscribed to me for any length of time will know that very, very seldom do I call a a decision a robbery. It's very, very rare. My view is that, generally speaking, boxing fans are far too quick to call close competitive fights which didn't go the way that they wanted it to go a robbery. They're far too quick to do that. However, with regards to this Taylor Progray fight, I did not score it. I was just watching it live and enjoying it and what a great fight it was. Definitely another fight of the year candidate. So I didn't score it. But at the end of the 12 rounds, the overall impression, the overall feeling that I was left with at the end of the 12 was that Pro Gray had probably done enough to win. That's the overall impression I had. But again, I didn't score it. In fact, I'll watch the fight again over the next couple of days. I'll score it and then I'll make another video with my scorecard because maybe I'll see it differently once I've scored it. But yeah, the overall impression I had at the end of 12 is that Progray had probably done enough to take it. Now, in the early rounds, Progray was very, very slick. His jab was popping. It was more accurate than Taylor's jab. I liked his body shots that he was landing. The first round was real close, but from the second round and for the next few rounds, Progray was just the sharper of the two for me. Uh, nice body shots. He reddened the side of Josh Taylor's body. Uh, the right uh, Was it the right side? Yeah, the right side of his body was reddened from, I think, left-hand body shots from Regis Progray. And Taylor was starting to fall behind, not just in terms of losing rounds uh, in the early going, but he was just that kind of one step off Progray's I don't, I don't want to say pace because Progray wasn't necessarily throwing loads and loads of punches, but he was just one step ahead, you know? So I like what Progray was doing early doors. Nice body shots, very sharp jabs, which were piercing through Josh Taylor's guard. And he looked very relaxed. He was moving his upper body. He was making it difficult for Josh Taylor to pin him down and catch him with shots. But in the middle rounds, Regis Progray seemed to tire very suddenly and dramatically. And part of it, I want to say, is because of Josh Taylor's pressure, because Josh Taylor was trying to box with Regis Progray in the early going. He applied pressure, you know, here and there, but he was trying to box with him. I don't know whether Shane McGuigan told him something in the corner, you know, midway through the fight, like you need to step on the gas. But when he did step on the gas, he started having success almost immediately when he stopped trying to make it a boxing match and turned it into a physical fight. And perhaps Progray was kind of bluffing in a couple of the previous rounds in terms of, you know, making it look as though he wasn't tired because he's got this kind of swagger about him and this relaxed body language. But when Taylor started pressing the issue, you saw that Progray was actually really tired and Taylor was able to bloody his nose. I think there was some blood coming from Progray's mouth. He started developing facial damage around his eyes. And yeah, as I say, when Taylor applied pressure, Progray looked like at one point in the fight, particularly later on, that he was actually starting to wilt. And that if Taylor really put his foot on the gas, he might even be able to force a stoppage. That's what I was thinking at the time. Now, it's easy for me, somebody who, you know, had a few amateur fights at super heavyweight, so I've never had to make weight. It's easy for me to sit here watching and saying, why is Taylor taking his foot off the gas? He needs to apply more pressure. If he applies more pressure, he might be able to get Progre out of there because that's what was happening. In, in, in a lot of the rounds, you know, after Taylor decided he was going to take the bull by the horns, is he would apply some good pressure, get Progre under, you know, under control, and then he'd take his foot off the gas and start moving around. And in those moments, Progray was able to start getting shots off again. So it was kind of puzzling as to why Taylor was doing that. But as I say, 
he is a 140 pounder and a very big one. So he probably can't fight a physical fight all out, you know, three minutes of the round. He has to take parts of the round off. He has to, you know, think more about pacing himself because he's so big at the weight. I know he says he makes the weight easily and stuff like that, but when he gets in the ring, he's definitely not anywhere near 140 pounds. So I'm assuming that's why Taylor was taking parts of the rounds off, uh, even when he was starting to have more success because he just, you know, didn't have it in the tank to go all out every round through the second half of the fight. Uh, but yeah, he started picking up rounds in the second half. I, I, he definitely picked up a couple rounds in the first half of the fight too, but it was mostly Regis Progre. Started picking up rounds in the second half, but the last two rounds of the fight were Regis Progre rounds for me, particularly the 11th round. That was a real good round for Progre. 12th round, I had Progre taking it, and I think even the 8th round, I'm at, actually, I can't, let me not say the 8th round because I can't remember how that went, but I was at times chiming in on my... Uh, Facebook boxing group and just saying, oh, okay, I think Progray won that round or I think Taylor won this round, etc., etc. So off the top of my head, I think that some of those rounds, even the late ones I gave to Progray, which is why my impression by the end was that Progray won the early rounds. Taylor came and won a lot of the middle rounds, but then the last two went to Progray. So again, I'll, 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 my impression was maybe Progray's won this, but let me go back and score it and I'll give you guys my scorecard. It was a competitive fight at the end of the day. Both guys ended up with uh, facial damage. Josh Taylor had a horrific swelling over his right eye and actually a cut above the swelling. And Regis Progre, he had a bit of eye damage. His nose was bleeding quite badly and his mouth was bleeding throughout the fight. So they beat the hell out of each other, basically, and put on a great show for the fans and it really was worthy of the Muhammad Ali trophy so yeah great fight uh again there's this whole controversy about it being a robbery the only thing I'll say about it is that the 117-112 scorecard seems wide for me in favor of Josh Taylor 114-114 I mean I can't really argue with it until I've scored the fight but you know, it seems okay. It was a very competitive. 115, 113, that's Taylor by two. Would I have been more comfortable if at least one judge had given it to Regis Progre, even if Taylor ended up getting it by a split decision? Probably. But as I keep saying, I'm repeating myself here. I want to go back and watch the fight again and score it. I don't want to give you guys any kind of hasty uh, conclusion not having scored the fight round by round. End of the day, was a great fight. And if the World Boxing Super Series or any of the sanctioned bodies feel that there was some controversy by way of the result, maybe they can order a rematch and run it back. I wouldn't be complaining because it was a great fight first time around. Love to see it again. Josh Taylor becoming a unified 140-pound champion in just his 16th fight. Was it his 16th? It must have been, right? Yeah, his 16th fight. Regis Progre was 24-0. and 0. You have to give him a tremendous amount of credit. Even if you think this fight was razor close and what have you, uh, to be fighting at this level and you know holding your own at this level after just 16 fights is impressive. Obviously, Josh Taylor had an extensive amateur background, but it's not like he was a dominant force in the amateurs. He wasn't a Vassal Lomachenko. So you have to give him a lot of credit for achieving what he's achieved so far. And right now, at this moment, he's the top fighter in the UK, Josh Taylor. Uh, because of the wins that he's had at the moment and what have you, is the top guy at this present time. Yeah, Things can change, obviously, because let's say Tyson Fury beats Deontay Wilder. Uh, let's say... I don't know, Anthony Joshua destroys Andy Ruiz, then goes beat somebody else. Things can change. But as of right now, the way British fighters are ranked today, surely you'd have to have Josh Taylor at number one. You know, Personally, I'm not really a big ranking person, to be fair. Uh, but if you did want to go down that road, you could definitely have Taylor at number one right now. 
So, yeah. Great fight. Let me know what you guys think about the controversy. Should they run it back? How did you have it scored? Uh, give me your scorecards below. Because, again, a lot of people call in robbery. But can it be a robbery when both guys finish the fight looking like they've been hit by a truck? Because Pro Gray, he took some shots in this fight, people. He wasn't just out slicking Josh Taylor and, you know, you couldn't hit him with a bag of rice. No, Josh Taylor hit him plenty of times. So anyway, let me know what you guys feel in the comments. I'm out. Join me on Patreon. I upload a minimum of two podcasts every single week, covering a wide variety of controversial topics, as well as live stream Q&A sessions. Take a look on screen right now at some of the podcasts I've produced so far. For just $3 a month, the equivalent of about £2 a month, you get access to all my new podcasts and my entire back catalogue of past podcasts, including my popular Confessions of a Nightclub Bouncer series. You can listen on your computer or on your smartphone or tablet by downloading the Patreon app from the Google Play Store or the App Store for free. The Patreon app also allows you to download each podcast in MP3. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you get access to dozens of hours of exclusive content. It's easy to sign up, there's no contract, and you can cancel at any time. So come and join our community of free and critical thinkers by signing up with me here on Patreon today. This is Rob Temple for Boxing Social in association with Betfred, joined, joined by the new IBF, WBA, Ring Magazine, Ali Trophy, all of that good stuff, champion, the Tartan Tornado, Josh Taylor. Josh, congratulations, terrific performance in a brilliant fight. Oh, it's just, Robert, I don't know, I don't know how to put it in your words at the minute, I don't know how I'm feeling, I really don't know how I'm feeling, I... I don't know, mental. I think that fight had a bit of everything in it, a bit of boxing, a bit of back foot fighting, a bit of forward fighting, a bit of toe-to-toe, -to -toe, everything. You know, um, I definitely feel like I've been in a fight. Um, so, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's brilliant. It's just, I uh, can't believe it. I can't believe it. You know, just, I was a bit overwhelmed with emotion for the last half hour. Um, just with everything that's went on, we're losing Danielle, losing her dad, my father-in-law, James, and that that was what I started crying for. And the 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 result, because the last two last two rounds, I was just thinking, come on, do it for him, Dig, digging deep and digging in for him, and it gave me that extra bit of fire and determination. Um, Josh and Shane said to me in the last round, you need to win this round. Come on, do you want this? And I was like, Come on, John. Come on, fuck, let's go. And um, it just uh, it drove me on to win this fight. And I, I, I don't know how I'm feeling. I don't know how I'm feeling at the minute. I'm relieved, happy, a bit emotional, sad as well. So I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling. I don't know how I'm feeling. <coughs> you say you feel like you've been in a fight. You also look like you've been in a fight. How's your eye? I feel like Popeye. <laughs> I feel like Popeye at the minute. So. I just need the big bicep now. I just feel I feel like Popeye. So, I um, I've still not seen it yet. Um, I'm yet to see it. So, I might get a wee bit of fright when I look in the mirror. Um, but no, um, small price to pay for for what I've just done. Talk to me about the fight. Regis Progray uh, came over with a big reputation. Didn't disappoint. Started the fight very very well. Um, how good was he? It was very good. Yeah, it was very good. Um, Never surprised me with anything. He never. I. I. I he come in. And I expected. I got what I expected. Um, I really did think I could have got him out of there. So, hats off to him because he has got a good chin. Because I. I chin checked him a couple of times. Hit him a good. Couple of times flush right in the side of the head and. And uh, he took them well. He took them well. So hats off to him. He's a tough cookie. Um, I really did think I was get him out of there if I caught him with one of them shots, especially the uppercut. And he, he took them well. He took them well. Yeah, he took them well. How did you rate his power compared to somebody like Ivan Baranchek, who obviously you won the IBF title from? Similar kind of power, um, but more sharp, um, sharper with it. You know, um, his jab was his jab was quick but solid. Um, his left hand was solid. You know, his his hooks to the body, everything he did was solid. He was he's definitely a hard puncher. Um, 
But as I said, and I've said in your interviews in sparring, um, we've sparred with middleweights and heavy guys, heavy punchers. Um, so he, he never, the power never surprised me, but um, he definitely did have power. So uh, hats off again to my sparring partners that I've had. My main sparring partner, Alexis Rocha, um, from from America. He got me in great, great condition, and uh, he had he had power like how Progress had, and used it the way Progress used it as well. So um, I just want to say thank you very much to him. So if he sees this, tag him in this. And uh, I want to say thank you very much and thanks for the work and you got me in top, top condition. Be sure to tag him in it and if people haven't watched the Lexus Roadshow Box, I guarantee you won't be disappointed, so go and watch him box. Um, Regis Program made a very good start to the fight. A lot of people had him winning probably three of the first four rounds. Did you feel that way? And if so, what did you have to do to change the momentum? Uh, I'm not really sure. I thought, I thought the first round was sort of eaty-peaksy. Um, second round... I can't really mind, but I thought I was maybe ahead after a couple. Um, and I was asking Shane, I won that round, he was going, yeah, I think so, close. So I knew they were close, but I thought I, I nicked a couple of the first rounds. And I knew, I knew he had nicked a couple as well. Um, but I then, I think I buzzed them. I definitely hurt them a little bit. I think, I don't know, it was six, six or seventh round. And then I went out the next game round and sort of started walking them down. And neglected my boxing, and then he stole a couple of rounds with jabbing and moving. Um, so I knew I lost a couple of rounds, um, but I, I, I knew that I, I had won the fight. I, I thought, I, I thought myself I'd won it by two, maybe three rounds. So I was just nervous because you never know what the judges are going to say. So that's why I was so nervous. You've been so active throughout your career. I mean, this is just your 16th fight, your Unified Champion, Ring Magazine, Ali Trophy. Um, you've always been very, very active. You're very rarely out of the gym, very rarely out of the ring. Will any of this sink in? Has any of this sunk in, or, or, of kind of the achievements that you've had? It's not yet, no. I def definitely not. Um, it won't be till I have a rest now. I think I'm due a good rest now. The last, last day, 18 months has been flat out. Four world-class fights. Um, Victor Postel, Brian Martin, Baran Jack, and now uh, Regis Progress. So I've had four world-class fights at the top of the game. So I think I'm due a wee rest and let the body recover and, and come back better, be, be, bigger, better and stronger. So um, it probably will sink in once I have a wee rest and watch the fight back and I get the belts back home. Um, as I said at the press conference, I've not got any, any furniture for the new house yet. Uh, we've just got a new house, so I've not even got a bed or a chair. I've got a couple of deck chairs, so these belts is going to be the first furniture in the house, so I'll, I'll enjoy looking at them. It's worse bits of first furniture, to be fair, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 100%, yeah. You've always spoke to me about your desire to become undisputed. You're not there yet, but you're, you've taken a pretty significant leap in beating what a lot of people would consider to be the best 140-pounder out there, along with yourself. Um, what would it mean to you to, I mean, you've always spoken to me about Ken Buchanan, obviously Scottish legend, former undisputed champion. What would it mean to you to be able to take the Ring Magazine belt back up to Scotland? Oh, it's brilliant. I mean, um, I obviously don't have his number, but my coach Terry does. <clears throat> so I'll get him to, to phone him. I'd love to go and see him and hand him his belt back and say, here you go, champ, just like you. I'm just like you. One more fight and I'll be undisputed just like you. So... That would be that would be the icing on the cake. It would be a, a real good thing to do um, and, and see him and say, I've done it just like you, champ. So, yeah. No, I appreciate you. You need a very much well-deserved well break, um, a rest. Um, it's obviously too early to be thinking about the next step, but Jose Ramirez is out there. He's got the other two belts in the division. Is that the fight you want next when you get back? Yeah, 100%. Um, 100%. I've got to keep this momentum going. So... <clears throat> I want to get good rest, get back in the gym after Christmas. Or I'll be in the gym back before Christmas, but get back serious training after Christmas, after the year, have a good bit of time, rest with my family and my girlfriend and and, um, and have a good rest and then get back to it properly and, and chase that Ramirez fight and, and go for Undisputed. OK, well, just before we go... Um I was actually had a, a, a rather interesting encounter with several Scottish fans who came down to support you. What does it mean to have such a, a, a crazy travelling fan base? Made a hell of a lot of noise in there. Flower of Scotland, yeah. 
belting out. Um, what does that mean to you? What message have you got for your fans? Just, just brilliant, unbelievable. Um, almost every person that I've bumped into since I've been in the hotel on Tuesday has been Scottish. Um, I couldn't believe the amount of Scottish people that come down to to support us. You know, not not just myself, myself and Ricky Burns. I couldn't believe the amount of people that travelled and made the trip to come down. So I just want to say thanks very much to every single one of them. Um, I know it's not a, a cheap weekend and it's an expensive weekend to just to even get here. So before they've even spent money on a pint, they've, they've spent a lot of money on travelling and hotels and, and getting here. So I just want to say I'm, I'm really thankful for the support and uh, I'm glad to have uh, awarded them with that victory. So they'll all be out there going mental and having a great night and I hope they all have a great weekend. And also, just on top of that, not not just the Scottish fans, but I've had a lot of people messaging me from all over the country <clears throat> saying that they're coming down to see me specifically and wishing me all the best. So just thank you to every single every single one of them that have, have uh, took time to message me and, and wish me well. So just say thank you. Thanks very much. Well said. Uh, Josh Taylor, class act as always. Thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social, not just today, but seemingly every couple of weeks when I'm down at the gym. Um, I know, just to touch upon what you said earlier on in the interview, how difficult the last couple of weeks must have been for yourself and your family. Um, I'd just like to extend my commiserations and my condolences. And also my congratulations, ladies and gentlemen, the new IBF WBA <laughs> Ring Magazine Ali Trophy winner, the Tartan Tornado, Josh Taylor. Cheers, Rob. Thanks, mate. This is Rob Tebbett for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted to be joined again by Shane McGuigan in the immediate aftermath of Josh Taylor's stunning majority decision. I had to have a little think there. Win over Regis Program in the World Boxing Super Series final. Shane, first and foremost, congratulations on another terrific win. Thank you very much, Rob. It's as early for us, isn't it? It's, it's only 1.48 because the clocks have gone back. Did you know that? I was told that this morning, but I, I actually what forgot. Yeah. yeah, I just I, I'm gonna relish an extra hour in bed. So, um, yeah, amazing, amazing. I mean, I, the emotions of tonight was just incredible. You know, myself and Josh haven't had an easy camp. You know, um, at the start of it, I lost my sister. Terrible, terrible tragic events just that happened so fast and it was like a whirlwind and Josh was always messaging me and then a f you know in the set, uh, middle of September he lost uh, his girlfriend Danielle he lost his soon to be father you know he would have been his father-in-law so James and uh, yeah I mean it's just it's terrible it's terrible and that happened within a week so uh, for the outcome to to be Unified World Champion and and uh, WBA, IBF, Ring Magazine, Muhammad Ali Trophy winner. I mean, you just couldn't script it. You know, you couldn't script it. It's not been an easy road. It's been it's been a very very tough uh, tough one at that. But we sat here at close to three, but saying two uh, in the morning, and yeah, my emotions are all over the place. That was something that uh, Josh echoed as well. Um, obviously, it's been a very difficult time for him, as it has for yourself, um, which we've spoken about. Um, he stru struck me as somebody who doesn't quite know what he's achieved yet. Um, I'm not sure when he's gonna is gonna find that out. Do you, do you agree with that? From kind of speaking with him in the immediate aftermath, I just maybe maybe think it's the fact that he doesn't he doesn't want to believe believe his own hype. You know, I think he he's got a very good family around him that keep him nice and grounded got all these belts his life's changed dramatically in a very short space of time um, and I think you know he doesn't he doesn't want to claim superstardom I mean you know he knows that he has to sell fights it's, it reminds me a lot of Callum Smith it's like you know they both can fight like fuck um, excuse my French but the two of them don't really want to go out there and you know showcase and prance around and and act the big one. so they're, they're both very personable guys and you know that's exactly what Josh is. He doesn't. He doesn't want to. Doesn't want to be like progress. He doesn't want to be, you know, 
showcasing himself and hanging out with movie stars. He wants to, he wants to be uh, having a pint of pans in 30 years' time and just knowing that he's achieved his goals and that's what he set out to do and that is, you know, be the best fighter he can be and, and that's taken him this far. Before we come on to talking about the fight and what a fight it was, um, how much of a motivation and... Uh, I mean, we've, saw, we've seen Josh in the past at press conferences kind of have some choice words and, and you know, sort of boil over at times. But this week, it, it really struck me about him really wanting to prove people wrong. I don't think Josh appreciated the fact that he was the underdog coming into this fight. Do you think that's fair to say? Yeah, I mean, he was the underdog, but in the UK, he was... The, the Sky team would have had him as the as a favourite, but in in America they they had Progre as the as the favourite. I know on the bookies he was a slight underdog, but um, he relishes that. Yeah, you know, he relishes that moment um, against. I another another example is is uh, against Sahara Davies. He was the betting underdog against that, and he and he rose to the occasion. It's just that's what he likes to do, and uh, and you know that's that, that's that's. That's him, you know. He, he he likes to be put up against it. And he definitely was tonight, and it was a hard, hard, hard fight. You know, he, he uh, started well. I mean, a lot of people had him down, but he was making he was making Regis fight his fight from early on. You know, it, Regis is a guy that he likes space. He likes to sit back. He likes to slow the pace down. The whole tactics was you got to you got to make sure that transition from long range to short range. Is is rapid, and when you're on the inside, he switches off Progre. You know, uh, as the fight went on, he's adapted. That's what that's that's someone that is an amazing fighter in his own right. He adapted. He started working on the inside as well because he knew he had to. But you know, Josh picked up enough momentum and rounds, and when he picked up momentum, and then Progre would have a good round, and then he'd have to sway it and change it again, and it was just a back and forth fight the whole way through. And uh, you know, it definitely wasn't easy. It's not been an easy road. He's just come off the back of two very hard fights, uh, two unbeaten, actually three unbeaten guys, um, and two very, very, very tough fights. And I think he deserves a good old rest now. I think I read somewhere that his last four opponents have a combined record of 95 and one. Well, uh, I thought it was either it was 94 or 96. So I'm glad that. You've got 95 because that's right in the middle. But if 95 on one, it doesn't really matter. He's the he's the O snatcher. It, it, to be fair, it could have been 94, 95, or 96. But it is very late, so we'll forgive me if I'm wrong. Um, the start of the fight, a lot of people had Progre ahead after four rounds. Was there was there anything that you that you didn't expect from him in those early stages? Did he impress you? He impressed a lot of people at ringside. Um, no, it was exactly what we expected. Um, he he took a better shot than I expected, actually. Um, you know, I seen Relic hit him at the end of the second round, and it was after the bell, and his legs dipped, and I thought, okay, that that's his chink. You know, he might, especially he looks a little bit soft around his belly. I thought, you know, Josh should be able to get him with some some good body shots, but he's tough as nails. Not only is he a good good fighter, a good skillful fighter, a good puncher, he's tough as nails. So, um, you know, he was a very 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 hard fight for for Josh tonight. But um, I think the pace. The pace ate him up, and he he had to fight. He had to expend too much more energy than he's used to. And someone like Josh is used to fighting at that pace, that tempo, and he set it a lot. Even though he might have lost rounds, he was still in control of the pace because he was forcing it. You know, Progator, he's a straight-up counterpuncher. Obviously, he can he, he can mix it on the inside, but he loves guys walking onto him, and he loves space. And that's something that you know, especially after the ninth. He come back to me after the ninth round before the tenth. And he says, "Shane, I can't see out my eye." I says, "Well, we need these last two rounds. It's not like you can go and mess about for two rounds. Says, you need to stay on his chest. You have to get in close because someone like Progre as well, when he's got distance, he's he's really dangerous. So if you can't see out of one eye, you're getting hit with a blind shot. It's just you have to stay in on him. You have to stay in on his chest. He can't fight your pace on the inside." nudge him, use your size, use your strength in there and you know he he uh, he prevailed. That's interesting to hear. I mean I was gonna ask about that um obviously the clash of heads um that was late in the fight but talk to me about the early rounds. I'm sure you I mean you've just mentioned would have would have kind of expected that kind of start from Progre but having known Josh for 
fairly well for a couple of years, two or three years. I'm sure he wouldn't have been happy to feel like he potentially was giving up those early rounds. What did you say to him, say, in between, for example, after four rounds or three or four rounds? Yeah, yeah what did you say? Well, I just said, I, I said after the first couple, I said, Josh, you, know, you can't let him out jab you because, you know, these rounds are close, but you're letting him out jab you, letting him out outwork you, and that's something that... Battery issue, uh, three o'clock in the morning, so we'll forgive that. Um, it's actually the second one. Uh, I'm going to mention is. it before Shane does. Um, early rounds that Josh gave up. Um, I'm sick of hearing this question. It's the third time I've asked you it in 10 minutes. Uh, what were you saying to Josh in between rounds to, to kind of... Uh, to keep him on task, really, and, and keep him focused on the gameplay? Well, yeah, I mean, I, like... As I was saying before, the battery, the battery died. <laughs> Twice. Uh, that... You know, even though he was losing some rounds um, early on, he was forcing Progray to work. The most important thing in, in our game plan was that Progray, he's a lazy fighter. He's a powerful fighter, but he's lazy and he likes space. So, you, you know, you needed to get in, you needed to get in on his chest. And Josh on the inside is a, is a phenomenal fighter. He can work the head and the body. He can rip, you know, rip him up, up the middle. Um, and it was just, you know... You, you're losing some rounds, you get, you're making them work, but you just need to jab a little bit more. Jab your way in, sustain your attack. Don't 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 just be there for you know two or three shots and then drop back out of distance. Sustain the attack. He hates it on the inside. Make him fight you know two three phases on the inside, and then as soon as he starts to get his rhythm and start moving his head because he's got good head movement, drop out of distance. Then get back on your jab, and it really. That change of tempo, that change of range was really frustrating progress. And it, it, got, it allowed us to pick up enough rounds in those early to middle rounds to late rounds that, that, you know, that he was, he was uh, ahead. We mentioned earlier on in the interview um, about the eye injury from the clash of heads. How bad was it? How difficult is it when something like that happens? And ultimately, how is Josh now? Um, well... It's, it, it was a bad head clash, you know, it was a bad cut, it was a head clash. I think it was about the eighth round, maybe. Uh, was it? I mean, it definitely, the, the fact is that he came back after the, after the ninth round, before the tenth, and said, Shane, I can't see out of the eye. And that's never a good thing to hear, um, especially when you're in with a puncher. So I was like, look, Josh, if you stand off him, you're going to get nailed, right? Um, he, he never mentioned his power before that. He never said, oh, you know, he's... he's I, mean, I asked him about his uh, progress of power. He says, yeah, he's, he's heavy-handed, but I can see it. You know, you, and as soon as you can see a shot, you can brace, you can, you, know, you can take the sting off it. But then a worrying factor for me is that, you know, he can't see anything out of the right side. So, and that's progress, you know, he's a southpaw on against the southpaw. That's progress's best side to his left hand. So I said, Josh, you need to stay in close. You just, look... Don't give him any space. One, you're effective in there, and we need these last two rounds. And two, as soon as you step out of distance, this guy's going to be fucking lethal. So get in, make sure that transition from long to short is fast. And when you're in there, rough him up, pull him. You know, use your strength. You're a bigger, you're a naturally bigger man than him. Bully him on the inside, and you know it, it paid. It paid dividends. Mentioned kind of the size of Josh, and that was something that was spoken about heading into the fight. Um, something that Regis Progress spoke a lot about heading into the fight. Um, how is he at the weight? I mean, we spoke beforehand, and you told me that he was he was you know he was fine. He was on the weight for a long time. I know he's inevitably going to be asked questions now about moving up to 147 pounds. Did there was there anything in the fight that made you think any differently about his weight? No, not at all. I mean, it is. Is his career weight? You know, he's uh, he was a 60 kilo in the, in the amateurs when he went to the Olympics. He moved up to 64. Um, he feels great at that weight. It's it's a weight that we have a size advantage, but at the same time, we he's very very effective at, at that weight. You know, moving up to 147 pounds is a potential option, but I, I, he's a career 140. You know, and and uh, it's it's never easy to make the weight, but he definitely does it well. And he hydrates just like a normal person to, you know, 150, 354 pounds. And, um, and that's very strong. The guys that are going in 147, they're putting an extra 14 pounds on and they're naturally bigger guys. So the fact that he's, uh, he's born in 91, is January the 4th. So he's, the fact that he's 28 years of age is that, you know, he's, uh, he's 
you know he's not he's not going to get much bigger physically bigger so um, he's not going to fill out anymore I mean he does his he does his S&C and stuff this is our this is our weight this is our, this is the weight that he's he's at his strongest and at his best and yeah you saw it with uh, the likes of Ricky Hatton he was a he was a phenomenal force at 140 when he moved up to 147 took the edge off him and you know I'm not saying that's going to be the case with Josh but I if anything I would rather people meet us in the middle and you know we're in a driving seat now he's got the potential to fight Ramirez the beats Ramirez he's got all four belts any of the big names will uh, we could we can you know we've got they got to go into our terms how did you see the fight um I think one or two eyebrows are raised at the 117-112 scorecard. How did you see it? I mean, I had him winning by, yeah, by one or two rounds. I mean, it was close. I, I'm always really harsh. I mean, if there's, if there's a close round, I'm like, it's progress. So, you know, um, reflecting on it now, I, there's no argument that progress won the fight. You know, people would have said... It, 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 Taylor. Uh, no, I'm saying there, there would be no argument that to say, oh, you know, he won that fight. Yeah, anyway... I heard one person said, you know, they had progress by two, but very few and far between. You know, it's not, it's not. There's no way that's the case. You know, if anything, he'd have potentially, not even potentially. I mean, you, there would be an argument for it to be, you know, uh, Taylor by one or two, but it definitely wasn't wasn't by five rounds or whatever that judge had it. So, I mean, it, you know, I had him, I had him up by two, and I think that was. It was pretty clear to score the rounds. You know, you could you could see when when Progo was winning the rounds, and you could see when when Taylor was. I mean, I was confident that that we won it, um, but you know, it's uh, you, you, you never know until you hear that. You know, from from the fighting pride of Scotland, Michael Buffer saying that as well. What 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 a moment! Final one on Josh. Where next? Um, obviously, the Jose Ramirez fight, who holds the WBC and the WBO titles, is obviously going to be talked about. Um, Lewis Ritson was talked yeah. about fighting. Obviously, he won a WBA eliminator against Robbie Davis Jr. What would you like to see next for Josh? Um, it, it's, boxing's a business, you know, and and ultimately, everyone wants to see the Ramirez fight, but that doesn't happen overnight. You know, like it, it's up to the governing bodies, everybody in, in, in uh, involved. Whether it's, I think Bob Aaron's got Ramirez, and he so he's a ESPN fighter. There's two different, you know, there's. Well, Taylor's also, uh, you know, he's, he's a free agent as well now. So, we, you know, we, we've, got to, we've, got to, we've got to see, um, you know, from a management standpoint, we're going to sit down with my dad and, and Josh and, and, my, and my brothers and, and we'll map out where we want to go. I mean, we want to obviously want to have, have the Ramirez fight. If we wait too long, then one of the governing bodies will say, OK, like the IBF or the WBA will say, well, you've got to fight your mandatories within a certain time and, and then, you're, then you're a little bit stumped. So... Um, we should take that fight relatively soon, but he needs a rest. You know, he just needs a rest. We need to see how that eye's getting on. Um, and you know, he's come off two very hard fights against Baroncheck and um, and uh, Progre, and before that, even before the tournament, Victor Postel as well. It's a hard fight. He's, he's had some serious acid tests, and I'm not going to say he deserves an easy fight, but you, you know, it's uh, it, you know, he needs to. Maybe showcase himself in America against a, an American fighter um, over there, and then and then the Ramirez fight, or, or whether we fight um, Lewis Richardson. I mean, I think you know, Josh versus him would do a, a hell of a crowd. It will be exciting whilst it lasts. But you know, this is this is the business, and we'll sit and we'll be very very patient with our next move. Lawrence Acoli. Picked up the European Cruiserweight title. Uh, spoke to Lawrence after the fight. I, I can't really remember what he said, to be honest. It's, it's, it's very late. What did you think of his performance? Probably said something like, I put the sauce on him. He, he uh, said something odd. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's an odd bloke, but he's a fantastic <laughs> guy. He's honestly, he's a, he's a joy to train. Um, great, great charisma in the gym. Trains fucking hard. Like he trains really hard, and that's you know that's just his work rate. Is his is his discipline, and he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. You know he's taken. Is this his fourteenth fight, or yeah, he's his fourteenth fight. He's a Euro. I mean, Ingarbu's a a nightmare. Yeah, he'd have been a nightmare for anybody in the in the cruiserweight division, and and 
you know, we, we took that fight. Obviously, Ngarbu wanted to fight for a world title and we wanted to fight, we want to, we want to work our way up. But Eddie's like, okay, well, you need to, Eddie wants to know how good he is. You know, he wants to put him in and, and see how, if he can really mix it. And I think tonight you've seen that, you know, you've seen that he, there's some definite uh, improvements, but maybe it wasn't that clear to see, but I, I believe so. I mean, I think like he was working on the inside really, really well. Uh, he was working on the inside really well. Uh, yeah, he, it was a bit messy at times, but that, you know, that's definitely down to Ngarbu's, the fact that he wanted to just set a ferocious pace. They thought that they were just going to tire him out and exhaust him and just um, and catch him in the later rounds and seems to be always the case of someone someone that's boxing Lawrence they're just saying alright let's just really tire him out but with that they get close they have to get close and I mean it was a ferocious ferocious pace and Lawrence was the guy that that got that got into his rhythm started started pinging him about hurting you know throughout the fight and uh, and took him out and you know you can't really I mean it was a great great knockout the referee saved him before he really really stretched him uh, Ngarbo was exhausted and Lawrence was really getting his range and starting to tee off on him and uh, you know, I think it was a very it was it was a very sensible stoppage from the referee but also a huge huge statement from Lawrence Coley. George Groves actually said he thought the stoppage was a little bit premature. George is a hater isn't he? I love George but he's a hater. But um, no, I mean, you could say that. You could say it was premature, but um, I, you know, the guy needed oxygen straight afterwards, and he was he was gone. The, he was he, the shot was a phenomenal shot, but he was exhausted. I was looking at him coming out of clinches, and and Garby's a bully. He's a straight up pressure fighter. He's a bully. He needs to have you on the back foot, on the inside. He needs to be underneath you, and the whole point was for Lawrence to actually drop to his height, drop underneath him, shrug him off, because he gets all his power from just being in that trajectory and, and, and leaning in and, and ripping the uppercut and ripping the body. And so we took the side, he dropped his shoulder, he got underneath him, started shrugging him off, and his legs start. You could see um, in Garbo, his legs were getting so heavy, he was exhausted trying to trying to push him on the inside, trying to bully him, and that, that was a wrong tactics from Dominic Ingram. Where next for Lawrence Acoli? Um, he's just picked up another title after 13, 14 fights. Um, Eddie said that he'd be happy for him to kind of push on, not necessarily to a world title fight, but more a world level fight. Um, would you be happy with that? Definitely. Um, he's he's he never he never wants to to hang about Lawrence. You know, he, even as an amateur, he had a short amateur career. He, he achieved so much so quickly. You know, he 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 needs to be challenged, he needs to be challenged to get up for fights because he really believes in his ability. I believe in his ability. Eddie is probably, you know, starting to really believe in his ability as well. I think everyone is. And, and the thing about Lawrence is get, get him a, get him a, a Masternick-esque sort of fight. Someone that's, a, you know, a, a, in and around that level or, a, you know, um, what's his name? The guy that barely, barely knocked out. Did he just win the WBC? Uh, Makabu. Makabu, yeah. Did he win it? No, he won the interim, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so something like him. You know what I mean? Lawrence will knock him out, 100%. I think Lawrence is the best, best cruiserweight out there. Yeah, he's not the most polished, but he'll win a world title. And, uh, and he'll win it with not even reaching anywhere near his full capability. Once, give me another couple of years with him, and when we step up to heavyweight, you're going to see the best in him. Okay, well, it is 20 past three slash 20 past two. Um, quite an early finish. Uh, Shane McGuigan, thanks very much uh, for speaking to Boxing Social. Congratulations again on another world title. Um, added to your, your stable or your, your stable's collection, so to speak. Um, I know this was not 
would not have been an easy camp for yourself um, and Josh, given given what you'd both been through. So I commend you both on that and, and know how difficult that must have well, been. I don't know how difficult that must have been, which is kind of the point. Um, so congratulations. I hope Josh Taylor gets some rest and I hope you get some rest. Um, oh, CBS is fighting, isn't he? Oh. <laughs> Jay Metcalf, he says, come back to me, I'll beat Jay Metcalf in the amateurs, so he's obviously a mate of his scouse. Um, bashed him up, maybe put up on YouTube one time. Bashed me up as well once, the last time we shared a ring, didn't you? Nah, I didn't, mate, it was taking it easy, yeah. <laughs> My best days are long gone as well, so don't worry about it. Okay, um, Jay McGuigan, thanks very much. Uh, do appreciate your time and I do really mean that. Congratulations once again. You've now joined the uh, fabled club of World Boxing Super Series trainers, yourself and Joe Gallagher. Um, so congratulations for that. I know that would have really lit a fire underneath you. So thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. I look forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you very much, Rob, as always. Reaction here with uh, Adam Booth. Josh, just go this way and get my. How are you, mate? Good. First of all, reaction to Chisora's knockout of David Price. The call the team did the right decision, in um, your opinion? Yeah, he cares about Pricey, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. If he thinks it was the right thing, then absolutely it was. It must be difficult though, in the wake of what's kind of been going on, to have that compassion and. Oh, look, it's a heartbreaking part of what we do, but yeah. there's winners and losers, and, and, and you go into it knowing that that's the situation. Who? Who do you think Chisora should fight next? They're talking about him fighting Usyk, possibly. Well, you know, he keeps coming back and he keeps winning, and he's and he's, he's a commodity, right? You heard the, how the crowd loved him, and so why not? Hmm. Why not? I mean, he'll certainly ask questions of Usyk. More so than Chaz Weatherspoon. Absolutely. No disrespect, but no, absolutely. Are, you, are we going in? Here? I just got to grab my stuff. Oh, okay, so. Uh, reaction to a great fight there between Sailor and Brogray. Obviously, Josh Taylor coming out on top there. Great fight. What did you uh, What did you make of it? Could have gone either way. Yeah. I thought Brogray was slick at the start, so some real skills, and I thought Josh Taylor raised his level today, and, and he just applied himself when he needed to. We needed to in those middle to sort of second third of the rounds. I thought Brogray won the start and the end, but Josh won the in between bit. Hmm. Um, Taylor's come on leaps and bounds in not that many pro fights, to be fair, but he's kind of cemented himself as absolutely as one of the top world level ah, fighters at that weight. It's great work. It's great work by Shane McGuigan and great work by Josh Taylor. He has he's elevated himself because at the start of the tournament he didn't look like the fighter that's there now, um, and he has improved and he's one tough dude as well. And that was a great fight. Okay, just before I let you go, can you give us any update on what will happen with Josh and? David Abinesson. I can give you an update, but I'm not going to because we've had a good meeting ready and uh, stay tuned. Okay. Is uh, Can I ask you another question to this? Yeah. Uh, is drug testing uh, kind of crucial to whether this fight happens Absolutely, or not? Absolutely, but apparently that's all been agreed to. Okay. So we're happy. Is that fight going to happen this year? Silly. We're in already in October. It's a big fight. Okay. It's a big fight, but it'll certainly happen at the start of next year. Back end of December. Mm. I don't know. I didn't know. It was suggested, wasn't it? It's not it? happening this year. No, but it was suggested. I'm not just making it up that it could have happened. Not to me. Really? Not to me. Oh, sure, I saw Mr. Herm with some comments about not that potentially happening me. this year. Okay. So early part of next year. What are you holding back from me then? What else is there to ask? No, no, you said, oh, I do know, but I'm not going to tell you. That kind of weirdness. <laughs> you actually lured me in. It's late and you've done me. Have I? A yeah. uh, quick word on Shannon Courtney tonight. Good, had a tough opponent. Yeah. She was tough coming off. Um, hang on a second. Hang on.
This is Rob Tubbett for Boxing Social in association. We're back for it. Delighted, as always, to be joined by the haymaker, David Hay, in the immediate aftermath of Derek Chisora's stoppage win over David Price. That was some night tonight, David. It was a hell of a night. Great card from start to finish. All the fights were very exciting. And um, my man Derek pulled it out once again. You know, people were worried, oh, can he get past the jab? Yes. Has, has, you know, has he got the engine to, to, to push a big man off? Yes. You know, is, is he going to get caught with a jab coming in? No. He's doing all the things that, you know, I hoped he could do. The things I thought he could do if he put the work in in the gym, he's doing. And it's really nice to see, you know, Steve Broughton, his, his coach, you know, really, really wanted him to get into range without taking any punishment. And that worked a treat today. He wasn't taking anything. You know, you, I think there's one uppercut at the end of the third round. But other than that, it was pretty, 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 pretty much a clean sweep. You know, he hurt, he hurt Price on a number of occasions. He put the, put the pace right on him from the purse bell. And he's going to be better next time. He wants to be lighter. He said to me afterwards, he was, I think it's 119 kilos. I think he wants to come down to around 115, 116 kilos. Um, I think he wants to be a bit lighter. So, like, fantastic. That's what I've been saying to you for a little while. Nice to, now that he's come to that, come to that realization, he'll do it. And so Derek's the type of guy that, um, only until he's ready to do something is it doesn't get done. And fortunately, he's been able to get the wins whilst, you know, learning his lessons. And, you know, he, he, he learned a couple of lessons today whilst winning in a very um, positive fashion. And that for me is the, the sign of someone who's on the up and someone who's got a lot more to give. Derek's, I mean, it's, it's obvious from looking at his career, he'll fight anybody anytime. But who would you like to see him fight next? Obviously, Alexander Usyk is yeah, the name we like, mentioned. I like, I like Usyk. I like the Usyk fight. I like the fact he's the undisputed cruiserweight champion. I like the fact he's the WBO mandatory. That's, that, that means a hell of a lot in, in this, this the current climate in the heavyweight division. You know, if that fight can be made with Derek um, and Usyk, it's, it's a it's fan-friendly fight. You know, Usyk is a very slick fighter, great amateur, one of the best cruiserweights ever stepping up to the heavyweights can he does he have the firepower to keep a Derek Chisora off of him yeah. I, I I don't think he does and, I, and I'm, I'm positive that if Derek you know gets himself into even better shape than he was tonight I think he's gonna he could really really cause an upset how was that I mean a lot was made of obviously the training situation coming into the fight how was it in the in the build-up to the fight and then on the night tonight? It was fantastic his training went smooth we went very smooth outside because we didn't announce Steve Broughton until the week fight week people thought that his, his, his training camp was in shambles and it was in disarray but that it couldn't have been further from the truth he, for me this was his best training camp by a long long shot you know he, he did more sessions he he, he sparred more the, the intensity inspiring was better than there's ever been his, uh, his weight training was great. Ruben Tabarez really whipped him into great shape in terms of strength and conditioning. All the boys at London shoot fighters, he was breaking all kinds of records on the Versa climber, on the skier. He was, he's been doing on the Ryan machine. He's been absolutely smashing it. And it's, it's because of the accumulation of sessions he's done over the last year. It's not just something he, 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 you get in one training camp. It's something that builds slowly but surely over the years. And um, I think, you know, in three or four months, Derek's going to be even better than he is today. He'll definitely look better. And um, I'm, I'm positive he's, he's, the next fight is going to be a big one. And it's going to be someone who's going to obviously bring the best out in Derek. Moving on to Josh Taylor versus Regis Progray. Obviously, Josh Taylor was a stable mate of yours once upon a time. Um, could you have ever envisioned that when you were in camp with him, he'd end up as the unified champion of the world? Ring Magazine, Ali Trophy after, what, 16 fights? Yes, 100%. <laughs> And go back to some of my interviews a few years back, and I was saying the same thing. I was like, this guy is a superstar. This guy has it all. I've watched him up close in training, sparring, watched his fights live. He's got that special something. And you saw it here tonight. You know, when the game got tough, he just kept on pressing. You know, even when he had one eye, he just kept going. He really, really put it on the line tonight and gave everybody a fantastic uh, night of boxing. And he deserves that Ring Magazine belt and the Ali Trophy and all the belts that he finds himself with. You know, it's, it's a very, very proud moment for him and his family and his team. And it's nice to have a, you know, a, an undisputed number one in, in, from, from Britain. Thinking of the other corner, Regis Progray obviously came up short tonight. How impressed were you with his performance? What do you think he needs to do to come again? I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was magnificent. Everybody, you know, I'd seen a lot more of Josh Taylor prior to the fight, but I'm a massive fan of... Progress after the fight, way more. 
You know, I'd seen obviously the, the, the clips of him in a few of his fight, earlier fights, but I didn't know he was that good. You know, for him to push Taylor right to the way, it was a close fight. You know, I had it, I had, I, I had it very close, but you know, both, both fighters have got a bright, bright future, very, very bright future. And these guys could fight each other again. You know, give it, give it a year, you know, let them fight again. You know, it was so entertaining, so exciting. Um, but, you know, so glad that Josh, Josh got a nod and, and, and won, that, won, that, won the fight. You know, it's, uh, it's a proud, proud moment for him and he'll go down in boxing history. It's, uh, it's an amazing thing. Okay, well, David, hey, thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. Always a pleasure. See you in Vegas next week? Maybe I'm working on it. All right, I'm working on it. <laughs> Cheers, man. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Joined by Shannon Courtney, who is now 4-0, officially. Yeah. Uh, mine, my French, but she was a tough fucker. Oh, she could dig. She could punch. But um, she came out like a train, especially like round one. She just, from the footage we saw, we thought the game plan was for the first 30 seconds to confuse with my movement. Because she kind of just, in the videos that we saw, she just kind of bounced a little bit and every now and then flicked out a jab. But she just come out throwing the kitchen sink and extra. So round one, and you've got to think it's two minute rounds. It takes you off your, takes you off your stride a little bit. So, and it was only a full round of this time because I was a live float. So, if I got into my stride and I think I showed that I can fight and I can box, especially round three and four, I was doing lovely uppercuts and making her miss and then countering, so. Yeah, I made some probably some steam mistakes in the early rounds, but it, that was a good step up learning fight. You felt like you started slow though. Yes. Yeah. And she started extra fast, so it kind of made it even worse. But I made up for it. I got the win. That's all that matters. I won three rounds out of four. Yeah, I probably should have won all four rounds, but she was a step up, and she was she just come off the back of beating four undefeated girls with records of eleven and 9 and 14 and zero. And she stopped quite a few people as well, and she's never ever been stopped. She boxed Dina Forsland, who's world champion. Dina couldn't even stop her over six rounds. So I'm, I'm happy. Eddie and Barry are really happy. They actually w wish they put it on uh, pay-per-view now, because it's such an entertaining fight. So, I don't know for next time. <laughs> um, obviously, full fight in now, and I suppose you probably learnt more from today's fight than yeah. you have in the previous three. Is that fair to say? Yeah, the last fight, obviously, I've said it a hundred times, it was a last, a last minute opponent that I got out of there, knocked around, what, two rounds. And I keep saying to everyone, I can only beat who's put in front of me. And I I was so, like they, we had, cause I was only added to the show 14 days ago, they gave us an opponent who was like one and oh, or something stupid like that. And I said, I don't want that. I want a decent step up, I want to start silencing people a little bit and um, they offered us her and we were like she's good it's a big step up and I was like no nah, I've got a fight to dig my teeth into now and I'm excited so I'm glad it was a big step up and um, we go again in December. Yeah it's a quick turnaround you knew obviously you, after this tonight you were always going to kind of fight so we've in December. Known the whole time what I was fighting in December but Eddie wanted me to fight five times this year so after the, obviously the break I didn't even have that long out the ring yet. Everyone on Twitter was going mental. You included. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Saying, oh. we want to see Shannon back in the ring. Da, da, da. So I had summer off. Had a very good time. And then got straight back into training. Obviously, we was the, I was meant to fight September 23rd. And that show never happened. Then they talked about this show. Then they said, no, she's not fighting in this show. Then they said September, uh, November next week. And then... We got offered this 14 days ago, and you, you can't turn it down. To be a woman fighting on a pay-per-view show like this in just my fourth fight, I think that's quite, it's quite a big deal. So it's it's a great learning experience for me as well. Levels. Levels. <laughs> but on like the uh, like tonight, four round. My mum's ringing me. Oh, do you want me to stop? You're right. Nah. So I just spoke to I spoke to her. You can film it. I don't care. Let me just say. Oh. Mum. Mum, I'm just doing an interview and then I've got to go in and do some media work and then I'll come out and see you, I promise. 
Okay, are you are you okay though? Is Harriet is Harriet okay? Oh. All right. Well, we tell her I love her loads, and I will be out in about half an hour. Okay. I love you, bye. My my little sister cried the whole way through the fight. I hate you, that. You're gonna go and see her soon, anyway. She sent me the most cutest message before before our box tonight, and it. My mum, do you know what? She, before, as I was in the hotel, about to turn my phone off, my mum sent me a picture of me and her when I was younger. And she, and it was like, it wanted me to say, look, we had tougher times, and now look at you, you're doing well. She's doing well. She's smashing life. I'm, I'm doing pretty well. And it was just like, it humbled me, and it made me think, do you know what, I've got a, for her to see me boxing, I'd a big thing. So it was the most nicest message. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to keep you ages. Just uh, another, like, 40 minutes, and then we'll be done. 44, you said. 44. <laughs> Not Rob Tebbett. <laughs> I had a good interview with him. He's a nice guy. I haven't guy. watched it yet. It is. I will watch it um, after the weekend. So, we go again in December. December. Um, Opponent-wise, I mean, does it suit you to kind of have another fight similar to that? Kind of... I know I shouldn't say this because it was a war, but that was not fun. Yeah? <laughs> but... Um, that was a four rounder. I wasn't meant to be doing four rounds. Because it was a live float, I had no choice. So my next fight's gonna be six, maybe even eight. And that'll suit me better. I'm better so I take a bit to get into a fight, so it'll suit me better. But every fight's gonna be a step up. You see Eddie say in the interview with me, you and him the other day, within twelve to eighteen months so we're fighting for a world title. Yeah. So every fight needs to be a step up now mm. so that it brings out the best in me. To be honest, when obviously when I walked in here, your kind of first reaction to to me was like, I fucking love that because did. Yeah, I know I shouldn't because, especially like the boxing booth style, it's all about hit, hit and don't and get, get a hit. hit. Yeah. But I do like a tear up. <laughs> I can't deny it. I do, I do enjoy it. And that was, it was entertaining. Do you not know think? It was entertaining, of especially for was. women to fight like that. Of course, entertaining. So I know. Yeah. Would it suit you to have maybe that been a six rounder for you? Six rounder, I think, especially like the last round, I think I made her look not gonna make her look silly, of course not, but I was making a miss catching those beautiful uppercuts and stuff. And I think I was a bit cocky at the end, didn't you, Shan? What though, didn't it? <laughs> so I didn't get hit, I had my hands down, I was making a listen. You, how often do you see a woman of doing course, that? No, listen, the crowd loved it exactly. And Eddie and Barry loved it, that's a good thing, of course. Charlie, my coach, was really happy, so yeah, it's all good. All good in the hood. All good in the hood. Um, all right, well, listen, uh, do you want to thank your sponsors? Yeah, I want to thank my sponsors. Do you know what? Wait there. I'm actually going to get the T-shirt so they can, because I'm not wearing it. All right, all right, chill out. Yeah. Chill out. Chill out. All right. right, these are my loyal, amazing sponsors. Yeah. All right. They're new. Time for Diamonds. They've just joined me. Yeah. And they are fantastic. Oldsford Timber. Best around touring group, supporting me since the start. Dixon Flooring. Good old amazing. Dixon Flooring. Yeah, and then do you know what? They FMS have sponsored me since I was an amateur. They sponsored me since Fight Seven. Okay. So that's a pretty big deal in itself. Yeah. Right, so do you want to give that away? Surprise. Competition. You want to do a competition? Competition time. Well, no, because that's your one. I'll give. All right. I'll do. You do a competition. I'll give away a, a Courtney T-shirt. All right. Let me work it. I think we can. Um, yeah, I think it's probably more effective on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. I don't want weirdos being like, she's got to wear it first. <laughs> no names mentioned. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's trouble. stop. You're going to get me in trouble. Let's stop. Let's stop now. Let's stop now. Let's stop. Let's um, stop. All right, well, listen, go and see your family. Uh, congratulations. I've got to do media work first, but I'll go see my family. You've got to do, oh, it's media work. Media obviously, work. do IFL first. Ovs. 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 Actually, do you know what I want to say? I want to say a big, not congratulations, but a happy retirement to, to Ryan Burnett. Absolutely. What an amazing career. At such a young age, he achieved everything and more than he could have dreamed of. And do you know what? In camp, well, the, the few camps that I shared with him, he taught me so so much took me under his wing and give me advice that no one could have given me and it's so so valuable so yeah congratulations to Ryan Burnett on a huge career very very well done I'm very happy for him he's got out with a nice bit of money his brain is still intact he's 
got a lovely partner. I'm Unified sure. world champion. What more can you ask for? A lovely house. Yeah, he's got a nice future ahead of him. So well done to Ryan. Echo those thoughts. Shannon Courtney, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. I'm sure we'll catch up with you ahead of uh, whenever your date is in December. I think they're going to announce it next week. Okay. Okay. I know it, but... Do you? Yeah. Oh. Just literally just told about 10 minutes ago. I'll ask you we'll off. Turn the camera on and then we'll do it. All right. Um, Shannon, thank you very much, and we'll catch up with you really soon.